And this is the Holy Gospel according to St. John, the 18th chapter. Glory Glory to you, O Lord. Pilate entered the headquarters again, summoned Jesus, and asked him, Are you the king of the Jews? Jesus answered, Do you ask this on your own, or did others tell you about me? Pilate replied, I am not a Jew, am I? Your own nation and the chief priests have handed you over to me. What have you done? Jesus answered, My kingdom is not from this world. If my kingdom were from this world, my followers would be fighting to keep me from being handed over to the Jews, but as it is, my kingdom is not from here. Pilate asked him, So you are a king? Jesus answered, You say that I am a king. For this I was born, and for this I came into the world to testify to the truth. Everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. This is the gospel of the Lord. Praise to you, O Christ. The assembly may be seated. Grace and peace to you from God, our Creator, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. There are moments in life, at least in my experience of life, where I ask that question, do I really belong here? Do I really belong? Is this where I belong in this particular moment. And I think it's one of those things is that search for belonging is a lifelong search. It changes over time. It develops. It alters as we experience new things and new places and, yes, even new people. But it starts very early in life. We ask those questions like, do I belong in this group of friends? Uh, Or do I belong in this academic setting? Which is one that quite often my answer was absolutely not, but yet here we are. Maybe this week we're asking, do I belong in this family? Or perhaps, do I belong in this church even? In this community? Question that I know I've asked myself from various angles. As a youth growing up in the church, and now as the pastor of a church. Do I belong? It's a lifelong journey, like I said, and it starts at a young age because at a very young age, we teach our children that one of these things is not like the other. One of these things just doesn't belong. We ingrain it, even at the youngest of ages, that ability to separate out what does and doesn't belong. And yes, it might start with apples and oranges, but you betcha that eventually we apply it to relationships and people. Who? belongs and who doesn't belong. I've been thinking about this a lot because today in our gospel, this gospel that throws us right into the middle of Jesus's conversation with Pilate, I can't help but think that Jesus is overwhelmed by that reality that he just doesn't quite belong. You see, Jesus is fully human, So he belongs here in this fully human and earthly realm. At the same time, he's fully divine, therefore belongs in that heavenly realm, which means really it's hard to fully belong in either. And as the conversation continues to unfold, it's clear that Pilate himself doesn't even feel like he belongs. The first words he says in response to Jesus is, I'm not a Jew, am I? I'm not one of them. I'm not one of those people. And then he goes on to ask, they're the ones who sent you to me, but what have you done? Why are you here? 
Pilate, I don't think, is even sure if he belongs in front of Jesus or Jesus in front of him. The only thing he can come up with is that he belongs in this moment because the chief priests are looking for a political reason to persecute Jesus. They are looking for Pilate to pass judgment under Roman law so that they can be justified in passing their own judgment on Jesus. He's trying to sort out with Jesus what's going on. And in the process, Jesus does what he does best. He completely flips the script. He turns the interrogation on its head. And then Jesus admits that his reign, his kingdom itself, doesn't even really belong. It doesn't belong to this world. He admits that though he is the ruler of all his reign is unrecognizable in this moment, unseen in this world, a world that's dominated by power and money and prestige, not mercy and service and love. And we live in a unique place because, you see, we live in a country that's not ruled by kings and queens. We live in a country with a democracy, where all people's voices are heard, where together we collaborate and make decisions for the greater good. And yet, and yet, we still ascribe to hope and security being found in things like power. It's that facade of the American dream that if you just work hard enough, and if you just try hard, if you just pull yourself by your bootstraps, you too can be successful. You can build your own reign here in this country. When we know darn well, not everyone has equal access to those sorts of dreams. We live in a country, although not dominated by kings and queens, is dominated by the top 1% of households who own 15 times the wealth of the bottom 50%. While we may not call it kings and queens, we live in a society that it certainly feels structured and oriented towards that kind of power. Who belongs and who doesn't? Or as we hear perhaps more often, the haves and the have-nots. That's what I think is interesting. Is that for Jesus, belonging is not a social, political, or economic consideration. Instead, it is a theological consideration. For Jesus, in this moment, it's not what people are doing. It's what God has already done, what God has already decided. Indeed, Jesus says today, everyone who belongs to the truth listens to my voice. Belonging isn't our decision to make because God has decided all people belong. And he affirms that truth in the gift of God's very own Son, who here is standing trial. God's reign, you see, God's reign is not like the kings and queens that fill our heads as we're growing up, but instead, it's like a good shepherd. A good shepherd who's willing to lay down his life for the well-being of the sheep. A, a good shepherd who whose voice the sheep recognize and follow wherever that shepherd may lead. 
a voice that just a few weeks ago called out into the depths of despair to Lazarus, get up. A voice that speaks life even into our death. God's kingdom, you see, God's reign is present wherever God is, and God is everywhere, speaking words of life and comfort. This reign is all around us, and this reign is a reign where all are invited, where all are healed and restored, and perhaps most importantly, where all people belong. I want to take a quick poll now. How many of you in this space have ever said these words? All are welcome. Raise your hand. Okay, good. You all admitted to it. No liars here because I'm going to make you do it in a minute anyway. All are welcome. I've been thinking about this word welcome a lot this week. Thinking about this word. And I think when we say, or at least I hope when we say all are welcome, it doesn't just mean like anyone can come in our doors. But I hope it actually means all belong. All people belong here. That there is a space that you are not just welcome here, but you belong. That this community is for you, regardless of who you are or where you may be from or what you've done or what you wear, that this is a place where you belong because you, you were made in God's perfect divine image. That is what I hope we mean when we say those words. But it also comes with that humbling reminder that then maybe it's not our welcome in the first place. We might be saying it, right? We might be saying all are welcome or you belong. But it's really God's welcome. It's God's invitation to come and belong, to be a part of this heavenly reign, this heavenly community. And all we are doing as a community is making sure that as many people as possible can hear those words and be uplifted by those words. Because I assure you, at some point in your life, if you haven't yet, you will one day, you will doubt whether you belong. And in those moments of doubt, and in a world that so often tells us we don't belong, I hope you don't forget that in Christ you have a place. In God's reign, you matter. You are beloved, and you are not just welcome, but you belong. You belong because Jesus didn't. God's reign didn't belong so that we now have work to do to strive to reveal that reign of mercy and love and hope for all people in all places. As I mentioned a few minutes ago, we are standing on the verge of another new year. And I, for one, can't wait to say bye to the last one. If the work doesn't change, we are standing on the verge of a season of anticipation, a season where we wait for the coming of a king, but a king likes of which we have never seen before. A king born in a manger and yet bringing the likes of Herod and countless others to their knees. Because a kingdom is unlike any kingdom we've ever seen in this world. And this reign is unlike anything the world will ever see again. And as we await the coming of that child who is and was, and will forever be our Savior, we have to remember 
that we belong. We belong as God's people. We belong as God's chosen. And it is our call to follow that voice and to make sure that all people know that truth too. So thanks be to God for the closing of one door and the opening of another. Amen.